Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, so I've just actually finished recording this pod, but I wanted to put something in here straight away. So hi, welcome to the episode. You're going to hear this all over again, but whatever. You, I'm so fucking proud of you for listening to this episode. Like if you're a beginner in the gym or you haven't even stepped in the gym or you're like, oh, gym girl podcast. Like, yes, I want to try this. I want to try being a gym girl. Like, yes, this is so exciting that you're here. I'm so proud of you for taking this leap and investing in yourself you're just amazing. You're fucking amazing. You deserve to be in the gym. You deserve to be working on your health. You deserve to be lifting weights. And I just wanted to kind of really celebrate you for listening to this episode. So let's fucking go take and absorb all the information you can, write notes, listen to it a few times, try some of the other podcast episodes, and really just fully immerse yourself in this world because I know you'll become addicted. I became addicted to the gym. I didn't think I was going to, but I did. So welcome to the Addicted Gym Girl Life. Hello and welcome back to another episode of That Gym Girl. I feel like I should make like a theme song, but I also don't know. So if you feel like you want a theme song every time you listen to a new episode, please DM me and let me know because I will so add one, but I just don't know how I feel about them. Okay, what's doing? Oh my gosh, tomorrow I am off to Amsterdam. No, I'm not doing what you think I'm doing in Amsterdam. I know you know that I know that we all know what you're thinking. No, I'm not doing that. I'm going to see museums and drink and ride bikes and eat. That is the whole plan for our Amsterdam trip. We're only there for three nights, so we're going to make the most of it before we come back and do a little bit more traveling as well. So yes, that is so exciting. What else is new? (sighs) Oh, I am in the middle of a challenge that I'm running for like my girls. I'm a fitness coach. So that is going super, super well. It's so interesting though, because I'll get into this in this topic, but you'll come to learn that with your fitness journey at the start, it might be all about losing weight and how much body fat you can kind of get rid of. But as you become more and more confident in your gym girl journey, you actually detach from that goal. And that is exactly what this challenge I'm running is about. So yeah, that's been super interesting to learn. So yeah, I've just been taking it easy in the gym, not going crazy hard, still trying to get over the sickness, whatever I've got. I don't know. I've got some type of like, I don't know if it's a virus. I have no idea. Just not feeling my best, but that's okay. Okay. We are talking how to start lifting weights as a beginner, 
And you might have, you know, dabbled in it a little bit, but this will answer every question you may have about lifting weights. I kind of tried to like write everything I wish I'd known at the very start on this page. So hopefully y'all get some goody, goody, goody out of it. Also, before we start, please make sure you're following the pod and hit me up on socials whenever you want at Angel Wallace Smiles or at That Gym Girl Podcast. Okay, let's go into the episode. First things first, I thought I would start with why the fuck should you even lift weights? Like, what is the literal point of this whole thing? And obviously, there's the physical because you look at, you know, girls who say, oh, I want the toned look. Well, like fucking lift weights. Like that's literally what happens is when you lift weights, your muscle mass increases and your fat deposits decrease. So therefore you create that toned look. And as women, we don't have enough testosterone to really build that bulkiness. So you actually become this like quote unquote toned look that you've always been seeing on, you know, social media and that type of thing. So 100% aesthetic wise, But also, it prolongs your health, it, you know, actually makes your bones denser and stronger, like your actual fucking bones, so you're able to have less of a fall risk when you're older, less, you know, injuries, that type of thing. So overall, it's just really important. There's also a layer of mental health aspects to it. You know, exercise in general is known to be extremely, extremely good for mental health, and I find personally that lifting weights is a super therapeutic kind of release. I guess, you know, when you've had a really hard day and everything feels like it's going to shit, you go in there, you lift some fucking heavy weights and it literally, that's all it is. It's literally lifting stuff up and down. And I don't know why, but it's so therapeutic. So that is the why. Now this is kind of like a random order, but I'm just going to kind of dive into all the questions that I've thought of. So how much should I be lifting? if you're kind of new in the gym. And I remember the first time I went in to do a shoulder press and I walked in there and I grabbed, I think it was the four kilo dumbbells and that felt heavy for me. And this is kind of what I want to preface is now I actually, I do shoulder press. I do 12 kilos by six, like I do six reps of them. And to think that two years ago I was doing four kilos and I found that challenging is really, really remarkable and also kind of reassuring to you I hope as a listener knowing that you will get to your goals but we all have a starting point and it actually doesn't matter what you're lifting in the gym like I don't know if this is just a female thing and I can't speak for men but I can speak for females there is no judgment in how little or how much you're lifting if I walk into a gym and I see a woman bench pressing just the bar I'm like oh my god go her for fucking trying to better her upper body strength. Like, I feel like women are really, really supportive subconsciously, or maybe we don't say it enough, but it doesn't actually matter what you're lifting or how quote-unquote light you think you're lifting. You're still allowed to use those weights. You're still allowed to use that machine. You're still allowed to use that bench press, even if you don't have that much weight on it. So there actually isn't a stock standard of how much you should be lifting. I would say be conservative, start light and work your way up. You know, if you're there to do an RDL and you have never done a RDL before, don't go and grab the 20 kilo dumbbells. That's stupid. Think about, you know, maybe grabbing the sixes 
and trying those. And if that feels really light, fucking awesome. Move up to the 10s or the 11s or the 12s. But don't push yourself because that's where injuries occur. Okay, next up. How often should I be lifting in the week? Okay, two answers here. Firstly, one session is better than zero. So if you're just going irregularly, maybe once or twice a week, that's so fine. That's better than doing nothing. But in actuality, to see consistency and progress, I would say anywhere from three to five days per week, because then you can actually build a routine and start working on different muscle groups on different days and really trying to track the amounts of weights you're lifting or the reps or the sets or the amount of sets you're actually doing in a certain period of time. And that's where strength and progress and aesthetic comes into it. Next up, how many rest days should I be having a week? At least one, if not two. I personally need two or three because your body is put under so much pressure when you're lifting weights and it gets all, you know, all of the muscle fibers kind of tear and then they're trying to rejuvenate and become stronger and that's how you build more muscle. And so if you're not resting, you're actually kind of doing yourself a disfavor or a dishonor because you're not letting your muscles actually become stronger and better. So rest is probably the most important aspect of this all and probably the most underrated aspect of this entire thing. So yeah, rest, rest, rest. Do not feel guilty about resting. Resting, this is a big thing that I wish I'd learned earlier. Rest is productive. And I actually think it's better to just work out four days a week with three rest days than it would be to train twice a day for five days a week. I believe wholeheartedly If you're a beginner, you'll see better results. You won't burn out as fast. You'll be able to recover quicker. I just, yeah. And really trust me on that one. Don't overtrain because you'll actually pull out the love of it as well. All right, next up. How do I balance everything? It's a good question. So how do you learn to balance the gym and really implement it into your lifestyle as a beginner? So I would recommend signing up to a class or a PT session or some sort of educational thing and popping it in your calendar. I use Google Calendar. I think that is the best app out here. I have an, um, I was about to say Android. I don't fucking have an Android. I have an Apple phone. And so even though it's got the calendar function on there, Google Calendar is much better. Sorry, Apple. Well, but I think two kind of reasons here is firstly, the balance aspect. Yes, you need to make things realistic for you and you need to be honest with how much you can actually commit to. And two, if you sign up to a class or a PT session, yes, you'll get the education from it. And I think that's a major aspect of lifting weights. And I think there's a lot of people who have a huge ego and will kind of go in there and think that they are kind of the the shit and just lift weights and then get injuries or whatever. So I do think education wise, you do need a teacher of some sorts. But there's also an accountability aspect of signing up to a class or a PT session because they keep you on top of your shit. And they'll call you out and, you know, balance. Everybody thinks, oh, balance is like resting and letting yourself have downtime. Well, it's also the other half. Balance is, you know, you've got the scale where balance is rest. But on the other half, balance is also work. So doing the classes really keep you accountable. And actually, there's something I really want to touch on in terms of what I've just said is when you're a beginner, you can often feel like two parts. For example, there's the part of you that might be like, oh, I can fucking do anything. Like, I know exactly what I'm doing. I've seen all the YouTube videos. Yep, I'm I'm the shit. Or the other part might be, oh my gosh, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, fuck, this is going to be so hard. I don't even want to go. So if you're the first part, be careful not to have an ego when lifting weights. You'll notice that the actual people who go to the gym consistently, they actually don't have an ego. 
they love learning. They love getting, you know, help with their form or tips on exercises. Like the real gym people, they are there to learn and better themselves. The people who are just there for aesthetics and actually don't know what the fuck they're doing, they're the ones who have the huge ego and don't want to learn. And this kind of relates to the other person who is like, oh my God, I have no idea what I'm doing. If you're open to constantly learning for the rest of your fitness journey, you will have success both with your own physique and with your own body, but also by making friends at the gym. If you see somebody at the gym who actually is doing an exercise that you want to be doing, why don't you go up to them and say, hey, like, could you show me how to do this exercise? I'm new to the gym. I'd really love some help. So I really think love to learn. That is the nuts and crooks of being a gym girl. Okay, next up, should my muscles be sore? Well, theoretically, you are putting strain and resistance on your muscles, which are tearing them. You're getting micro tears. So yes, you could be sore, but soreness does not actually determine the capacity of a workout. So I don't want you to think you have to be sore every single session. Sometimes, you know, your micro tears will still occur, but you might not feel them. If you're a beginner and you feel like you're sore after every workout, that is also okay because, you know, you're new to the game and you might be a bit more sensitive. But as you start to progress in your journey, if you feel like you're less and less sore, don't go harder. You don't have to kill yourself to make yourself feel really, really sore. That does not mean you're having a good or bad workout. So that's really important to know. At the start of the journey, you might feel a bit more sore though because your body's like, what the fuck are you doing to me? <laughs> okay, next up. What do I do for a warm-up? Okay, warm-ups are this thing, hey, where they're like, should I warm up? Do I even need it? Da, da, da. Look, you do need it. It prevents injury, especially in the cooler countries, you know, Europe, Canada, America, they get really, really cold. I really think it's important to like kind of loosen yourself up, add a bit of mobility. So yes, I usually just do like literally four minutes on the fucking treadmill. I grab myself a resistance band and I just do some pulling actions and kind of twist it around me. Or if I'm doing a lower body session, I'll go and do the treadmill or the Stairmaster for four minutes and I'll do my leg swings in front of me. And then also I'll do horizontal leg swings as well. And then I might do some bodyweight squats and lunges. Don't overcomplicate it. Like it doesn't have to be a fucking 20 minute warm up. Five minutes and boom, get into your workout. Some people even like to just do the exercises that they're doing in their own workout, but just do it at body weight or do it with really, really little weights. So again, there is. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. 
Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. No right and wrong, but you definitely do need to warm up. And on the other hand, what do I just cool down? So this is what I really want to know is during a warm-up, you're trying to do exercise. Oh, sorry, I'm going to say this again. Sorry. During a warm-up, you're trying to warm up your muscles. So you're doing movements that are kind of flowy. You're kind of moving everything, adding a little bit of resistance if you need to. During a cool down, that's when you're able to do the paused stretching, really sink into those stretches and kind of loosen those muscles, but very, very slowly and statically, if that makes sense. So that's where you do, you know, your yoga poses and really put your leg up on the bench and really sink into that hamstring. Whatever it is, that's what I would do for a cool down. Okay, how long should your session last? So your gym session, your weight session should last approximately 45 minutes to an hour. Um, And what should it consist of? So if you're new to the gym, I'll give you like this basic template. I'll also link in the bottom below um, one of my podcasts, which is called like how to write your own session or what a session should consist of, something like that. But a great go-to structure is starting with two compound lifts. So your compound lifts are your squat, your deadlift, your bench press, your rows, your shoulder press, anything that uses like multiple muscles at once. So start with one or two of those. Then move into three to four isolated lifts, which is like things where you're just really trying to isolate one muscle. So like just that really small muscle in your chest or just one part of your shoulder muscle, like your your lats, uh, sorry, <laughs> your lateral deltoid or one really small muscle in your back, like your rhomboids. So they can be things like chest flies, lunges, or even lunges might actually be more of a compound lift, actually. So apologies for that. Lat raises, front raises, cable fucking anything. Cables are all isolated movements most of the time, um, except for like your rows. Lat pull downs, quad extension, hamstring curl, those smaller muscled lifts. And so I'd start with two of the big lifts. So again, your squats, your deadlifts, your bench, and three to four of the smaller lifts. You know, the ones where you pick up the smaller weights. Um, so yeah, I guess a great way to think about it is your heavier shit first and then your lighter shit. And really just start with four sets of eight to ten. And that's how you can really just start. And just do pick four exercises that you like to do. And that'll get you to 45 minutes. Have a 90 second rest in between. And really just start basic you know, and again, there are programs you could buy. There's the Evolve You app. There's the Alive app. There's Lauren Simpson. There's the Move With Us app. There's so many fitness apps which will write programs for you. But if you can't afford it or you just don't want to commit to something like that, that's a really great way to kind of have a structure. I will note, I do post a lot of workouts, like examples, in the That Gym Girl Facebook group. So if you want, the link is in the description below. Hop on, join the Facebook group and feel free to screenshot any of the workouts. I literally just write them down um, and then you can just Google the exercise. Or feel free to DM me and I can send you a video of the exercise. So what muscles should I be training each day? So for me personally, I like to group my muscles. So most people will do either the whole upper body group together or the whole lower body group together. Or you can even be more nitty-picky what the fuck did I just say? Nitty picky? Is that the phrase? You can be even more nitty picky. Nitty picky? Nitty t- 
shit. I don't even know the phrase. Anyway, you can be more picky um, and kind of go, okay, I just want to do shoulders and chest together. I just want to do my back and biceps together. I just want to do my quads and my calves together or my hamstrings and my glutes. So that's another good way to do it. Some people also just do like the front of their body. So they'll do like their quads and their chest and their shoulders and their abs. And then they'll turn it the other way and do the whole back of their body. So they'll do like the booty, the hamstrings, the back and the triceps, which is random, but you know, do it how you wish. And again, you can find it in programs. If you literally Google upper body workout, like it's fucking everywhere. So yeah, group your muscles together. Or you can do, you know, full body day, which is a bit of everything. If you're, you know, really starting out and you're really just new to it, then yeah, fucking do everything. There is no right or wrong. So when should I do my cardio? Well, if you're, it depends on your goal. If your goal is to build muscle, I would say do the cardio after your weight session. That way you're not kind of tiring and fatiguing your body. If you put it after your weight session, then you know, you've really gone into the session, have all your energy into those lifts. And now you can do the cardio with whatever's left in the tank. Whereas if you go straight into cardio first, then you've depleted the tank before you even go into your weight sessions. So I guess a good way to look at it is like, if you're running a race and you want to do really, really well in the running race, would you go and do a weight session straight before it? No. But if you really want to do well in a lifting competition, would you go and run a race before it? No. So think about what your goals are and which you really want to have the most energy for. Now, next question. What supplements should I be taking? Well, this is interesting. I don't know if it's just me, but when I was at the beginning of my fitness journey, I was so confused by supplements like BCAAs, creatine, fucking protein, pre-workout. Like there's so much on the market. Again, I did a whole episode about supplements down in the link below in the description below. But in saying that, I will break down some of the supplements I kind of think you might want to take. First off, protein powders. If you're feeling like you're not getting enough protein, which means you're not eating enough meats, you're not getting enough, you know, eggs, soya beans, that type of thing, then you could take a protein powder. So for example, I'm vegetarian. I don't need a lot of meat. So my protein is very low. You should be looking at around, um, if you're a female, look, I'm going to throw a number out there. It's not fucking gospel. It's not Bible, but just take it how you will. Don't fucking come at me, but you should be eating probably over 110 grams of protein a day. If you're not hitting that or more, then maybe a protein supplement like a powder or a bar or a shake or a yogurt might be a good idea. Not the neat, not, you know, not again, supplements are not essential. They're just there to add to your diet, to supplement your diet that you're currently eating. They're not there to replace your diet. I don't want to see you having a protein steak instead of lunch. That is a huge red flag, huge fucking red flag. Do not change your meals for a fucking protein shake. Yes, maybe add it into a smoothie with a banana. Cool. But you need to get actual food into you, which has nutrients. And then the protein powders add on top to kind of supplement a little bit more. Next up, pre-workout. Okay, pre-workout. You do not need to take pre-workout. But it is a fun energizer to have before the workout. Pre-workout has lots of little things in it, lots of little ingredients, which I go into more detail to in my other pod episode. But they basically can enhance your performance and reduce your recovery time so that you're able to kind of have more energy in your workout. And obviously, a lot of them do have caffeine. Some of them don't have caffeine. If you are caffeine sensitive or if you're taking it in the afternoon and you want to make sure you have a good night's sleep, 
then some do come without caffeine and they just do have the boost but obviously not as much as the caffeinated ones Okay, I will say I sent an email a little while ago to a company called Naked Harvest and I asked them if I could have a discount code for the pod and they sent me a discount code. It is that gym girl. That's literally it, just that gym girl. If you purchase from them, you'll get some dollars off of your cart. I personally love Naked Harvest. They are super clean. They have no nasties, they're natural and they just get to the point. Like they have a non-caffeinated and a caffeinated pre-workout. Their caffeinated pre-workout sour worms is so fucking good. Like, it is so yummy. But also the caffeine-free one is really, really good as well. So make sure you check them out. Okay, the next supplement is creatine. So creatine is probably the most evidence-backed supplement. It basically attracts water to your muscles. That's like the super lax, like, (laughs) mechanism of action. I go into more depth in the actual other episode. But it allows you to have a more pumped up muscles and to really get that toned look. It can make you look a little bit bloated and you do need to drink a lot of water whilst on it. You only need to take about five grams a day. And it's just a scoop. I pop it in my pre-workout. So yeah, I find that very, very good. Now, the next question is, what do I eat whilst training? Enough. That's the answer. You need to eat enough. You need to eat enough food. I don't want to see any fucking 1400 calorie diets that is not enough food, point blank. That is what a toddler eats. You need to be eating enough, babe. Enough carbs, enough protein, enough fats. Food is not your enemy when you are training and lifting weights. Like, I would go online, search T-D-E-E calculator, put in all the things, and that is the amount you're supposed to be eating at your maintenance to maintain whatever weight you're at eat around that. See how you go for a week and if you need to add more, add more. You need to be eating at that range-ish of calories and also you need to be eating enough protein and carbohydrates. Look, I can't give out macros or grams to, you know, this many people online because I don't know your current situation. I don't even know you. You might have had experience with an eating disorder or you might have had, you know, really, you might have put in a lot of weight or whatever your thing is. So I can't give you the exact grams because I don't want to say something that's wrong and I don't want to trigger somebody. But I will say that if you are needing advice, hire somebody. Hire somebody to calculate your macros I am a fitness coach myself. Feel free to hire me or anybody that you find online that you feel you have a good rapport with. But you can do it on your own through trial and error. But I will just say, if you're eating below 175 grams of carbs, you need to think about what you're doing because you need to be getting enough carbohydrates and you need to be eating more than 110 grams of protein. They are so important to fuel your workouts and to also fuel your daily functioning. food is not an enemy food is something you need to survive and it allows your body to function at her best your body does enough for you you need to start looking after her training her moving her and feeding her so that's what i'm going to say on that topic otherwise y'all know i get i get into the trenches with that topic (laughs) okay that is all the beginner questions asked i hope that that helped for my new gym girls who are coming into the gym and fucking slaying. Oh shit, no, I had one question. I completely bypassed it. It's the why is everybody staring at me question. Okay, nobody is staring at you. Actually look around and comprehend where you are, what you're doing, 
you are a new person in the gym. Being new in the gym is uncomfortable. I want you to go back to the last time you learned a new trick. Maybe you're a fucking child learning how to read or trying to ride a bike. It has been so long since you may have learned something new. As adults or as teenagers, you become less and less used to being uncomfortable and really learning a new skill. So you're going to walk in there and you're going to feel like everybody's staring at you, like you're doing the wrong thing, like this is stupid. But I want you to know the only person telling you those beliefs and those thoughts is yourself. So actually talk to yourself and have a conversation and actually say, are these thoughts valid? And am I going to give these thoughts power? Or am I going to take the power away from these thoughts and fully invest in my health and my fitness and understand that nobody's staring at me? Maybe they've glanced over to see what fucking cute ass outfit I'm wearing, but they're not staring at me. I just feel like I'm the center of attention. When in real realistics, I'm actually not. Everybody's just here working on themselves. I do a whole episode on gym anxiety. I've got like three episodes on gym anxiety. I'll tag them down below, listen to them, feel pumped up and fucking send it. I'm so proud of you for taking this leap on yourself, for fully investing in your health and your fitness and your worth. This is so exciting for you. And I hope that you just kill it. I hope you kill it at the gym. You're going to be amazing. I just know it. So go in there, do something for yourself because you deserve it. Okay. Have a fabulous day. Goodbye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.